0: Hello and welcome to The Ball Bags, a weekly podcast breaking down all the news from the United Rugby Championship, the NFL, the English Premier League, the NBA and the wide world of sport. Hello and thank you very much for tuning in to a slightly delayed episode 1.10 of The Ball Bags podcast. Um, Again this week we're sans the talents of the bottom feeder athletes but a whisper does grow in the east that he will be back next week. I am however delighted to be joined by the chief of controversy, it's the coach. How are you mate? All good? Yeah not too bad, I feel like I need to start living up to that
1: title a little bit more. being a bit um, more controversial. We haven't had a bit, haven't had really any controversy over the last ah, little too, while. Too,
0: too nice, too nice. Um, too nice,
1: everything's going our way.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, apologies for the delays in the podcast this week. I was uh, struck down with an illness, not COVID, but uh, other illnesses that do exist, um, winter season and all that. So why don't we kick it off? First things first, in association with our affiliate partners, The Athletic, not only can you get a month a month free with ourselves, they're also running the deal of a euro, a pound, a dollar, wherever country you're in, per month for unrivaled sports coverage, it's fair to say. So player of the week been a while so I'm just going to run through the nominations because I can't remember who had who but go on very biased a bit of national pride going on here Andrew Porter Jason Knight Caelan Doris we also had a fan recommendation of James Lowe I think pretty much anyone in the green jersey over the course of Thursday through to the wee hours of Sunday night including the women's rugby team
1: yeah yeah, or, or an orange jersey possibly yeah, yeah whatever way you want to look at it
0: that's, that's very true yeah the yeah. It was one a bit of life. a swing, yep. The one and only outing of the orange jersey, hopefully. Um,
1: yeah, first we had blue, now we have orange, but anyway.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, we wonder how comfortable Shane Duffy was in an orange jersey, but look, we'll park Forget
1: it. Shane Duffy, James McLean, I'd be worried mm. about
0: him. <laughs> fair, fair. An orange jersey with a poppy sewn into it, jeez, that would have been there. Uh, <laughs> a nightmare for him. But look, uh, we digress. did you mean, like... You generally could... There was an awful lot of names you could have picked... All very biasedly... Like Andrew Porter was a great show. What was it 75 minutes at... Loosehead prop... Not his... Not the position he came into professional rugby playing... But one he's kind of... Made the switch through... Um, 75 minutes a prop... In international rugby... Against anyone is phenomenal... Against the All Blacks...
1: And to do it the way he was doing it... Like... Hmm. That that front row was exceptional... Like, if they're not the... If that's not the strongest front row in world rugby at the moment... I can't I try to think maybe North South Africans African. are close
0: Ox, I don't know if you see imagine the Scottish game Ox, Ox Nietzsche is he's, he's different a, level different level so and look obviously sadly enough as well speaking of South African front rows Du Plessis. I don't know if you've seen that yesterday um, obviously we're recording on Thursday evening his one year old son was tragically killed yesterday in a swimming pool accident so prayers up to the Plessis family in South Africa Um, not the type of news you'd like to, to read but um, no and hey, moving on, Jason Knight as well was... Oh, it was spectacular.
1: Like, we haven't... We've been... The last couple of international breaks, they've been good. They've been above average. But... Um, Proven. It were really... I think people actually look forward to watching the Ireland team play now. Win, lose, or draw, by the way. Like, I think just look forward to watching the team play. Like, there was a serious pressing game done. And Luxembourg aren't too shabby of a side. Um, they... The Knight came in, and he... I think he, influ- he influenced all the goals. Definitely two of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, um, they've they've definitely Luxembourg have definitely kind of followed the the model set by maybe Belgium maybe 10 to 15 they're probably 10 to 15 years behind Belgium in terms of Belgium mm. in, implemented the system in terms of youth development years and years ago and they now have their golden generation
1: yeah and I think on a side note to that that stadium they have that 9,500 seat I don't know if you've seen it with the lights around it so it was pretty cool that's what we should be aiming for in every county in Ireland Something to that effect, yeah. You more. know, it's it's perfect. <laughs> if you, if it, and I think the way forward in Ireland is probably building it in terms like with a shopping center, or libraries, or whatever, in built into the stadium. I think that's the way forward. It can be it a hotel, whatever. But that's, I think that has to be your your standard there.
0: It it would require a lot of um. It would require probably League Ireland side in every county. It would require probably partnership between both a League of Ireland side yeah. and a county as well, like that's yeah. We're, we're not going to see that. No, we're not. <laughs> so.
1: Rugby and rugby, IRFU and and FAI
0: possibly, but I don't think we'll see the GAA. We don't commit. No, no. Um, and then obviously man of match, and possibly the greatest first try anyone will ever score in international rugby, especially in a green shirt. Uh, Caelan Doris. Mm. Yeah. Phenomenal performance, and then also just to throw in James Lowe as well, who. Look, I suppose silenced all his 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 critics and his there, there's me to name one. Um had a difficult maybe start to the year, dropped in the Six Nations after the Scotland game, I think. So yeah, know he was a <coughs> um the picture of him celebrating Piero Mattine's turnover after his incredible tackle. Yeah. In the dying embers of the game really kind of summed up. Probably the Irish performance on the day it's because it's, it's yeah there, there with, was there was
1: a few moments there we'll probably leave it now for the next segment but yeah, yeah there's a few moments there that were just incredible and to be there I know the, the two of us were there like it's uh, yeah it was different it was something great to experience
0: yeah so I suppose if we had to pick one oh it's got to be Doris I think yeah I think at a push Doris but look I think someone there was actually another fan nominate <laughs> recommendation It was anyone in the green short over the weekend bar bar someone with the surname Herring. So yeah, <laughs> fair enough. I'll give them that one. Um yes look we'll agree on Kaylin doris Okay, so kicking it off now agree to disagree. It's a bit loose, it's a bit fast maybe this week it's it's not as structured as typical. Um but look I suppose last weekend pretty much was National Pride weekend. So we'd be remiss not to um talk over the games. I suppose we might kick off with the rugby and then forward on to both Irish soccer performances maybe detail about the Portugal game as well maybe I suppose for me anyway having lambasted I suppose Andy Farrell and and having had the the good fortune to get to the game on Saturday was up in the heavens as well so I really got to see see it from a different perspective and I think what we're really trying to start to see is the amalgamation it's actually it it is a brilliant background back uh, backroom team so you could definitely see O'Connell's imprint in terms of yeah. One thing I was very critical of say last year in the early stages of Six Nations and even the 2020 post-COVID Six Nations and the Autumn Nations whatever, um, was slow ball and slow like forwards taking the ball and stopping. There was no round the corner stuff, but you could really see forwards taking the ball on a pace, and if that helps when you have a front row as dynamic as Porter Kelleher. And even Tiger Forno. Um So, quick rook ball, constantly around. And you can see Mike Cat's input in the game now as well, which we didn't normally see, which is you're always seeing the players drive through the line and look for the offload. The offload is always yeah. on. It's a huge Mike Cat Mike influence. And you can actually see the rugby league influence in it. We're, what we're starting to do now is, they're known as, in rugby league, they're known as block plays. So, basically, you have a man flat and you have a man out the back of him. Mm-hmm. And kind of, it's typically, it's that's your tackle three and tackle four in rugby league. It's always kind of a block play. But we're doing a block play to a block play. So we're hitting out the back and then hitting out the back again. Um, I think in the lead up to Keller's try, you can see that beautifully. The line break and stuff like that. But um, that opens up a whole different ball game because you can either hit the man at the back. But what we didn't do and what we can start to do when we run this play more often is you can hit the lead man. And look, it's just... There was there was loads of little aspects that were brilliant and um, perfect performance for that side. I would also say, though, the scary thing is that performance could have got better. I thought some of the decisions on the line were actually quite poor. So, like, for example, I think Keller came off after 56 minutes. He had so much more in the tank. Did, yeah, I, I was wasn't struggling.
1: sure if that was due to his throwing, though. I think his first two he gave away. Still, saying that.
0: still at 82%. So, like, that's, yeah. that, that's good. But it, with Kelleher, it's what you're getting elsewhere. And I, I still think he's far more accurate than Herring. Like, Herring got penalised for, like, a uh, delay game. Uh, throwing in the ball. You know, like, that's cardinal sin. So, there was that. I think, tough to for long. If I was making decisions there, and look, I'm a nobody. But... I would you could see Tyke Furlong was, was starting to like he was under pressure like he was he was starting to struggling a bit yeah. low yeah so I would have moved Porter across the tie head because he still had loads left to go and I would have brought on Keane Healy Finley Bealham come on and look he's a small tie head he, he it's kind of a strange one where he actually prefers loose but they're trying to mould him into a tie head but I would have brought Porter across the tie head and I would have brought in Keane Healy for the last 20 minutes um, I thought Gibson Park was brilliant. I've lambasted him, <laughs> and Joey Carberry, you've lambasted him. I've lambasted him. Uh, I don't, has, I
1: don't actually think we can reserve judgment on him at the moment. I don't think he played enough. He had the two kicks, yeah. Fair but enough, but in the terms test, of actual play, test the to kick. <laughs> oh yeah, and yeah. would I be right in saying? But did he? I know he played a significant amount of the game in Chicago, and I know obviously he played in the weekend. Did he play in the third win? Was he in the squad? I'm just thinking, like if he's come in, that would do your confidence a world. You've beaten the All Blacks three times, in, in, do you so know
0: did, I mean? did he play in the the second the one? Turb- the, the, yeah, yeah, the second one. Um, I, geez, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know if that made. It. He probably did come in at some stage. That was kind of his. Those two wins kind of came in his kind of uh, his golden window. Yeah, look, it's it's a good story for him, like as well. Like just given the family history and stuff, it's 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 very strange that if if he's been involved in Ireland's first three wins against New Zealand given it, I think the family yeah. story
1: I think the key uh, to the whole thing was that
0: our New Zealanders played better than their New Zealanders which I th- was. I think our Irishman played better than any New Zealanders well I was listening to a New
1: Zealand uh, host talking on another alternative um, podcast this morning and he was saying how the all well the nation of New Zealand were, are kind of what's the word Saying how much better Gibson Park was than TJ Panara, like TJ is an incredible player and has been for years. And um, now I I would be a fan of Gibson Park. It's it's kind of weird or strange or ironic that he typically falls behind Luke McGrath, at Leinster, but I think he brings something different to the game, and I think that's why he's in there.
0: I think to be f- in with all the fairness in the world, to Gibson Park, when your forwards are playing that game, and your backs are that well structured, like you could like to be fair to Johnny Sexton he had his backs in line and it was they were so quick when it was a turnover when there was any sort of a gap to, to restructure their positioning and stuff like that so I think when the backs are, or the forwards are, are kind of not dominant but they have a great in yeah. place it's a chair it's an armchair ride do you know what? It, like
1: I, th- I just feel though the way like, like you've just mentioned there with the rugby league setup and all that sort of stuff I don't know if Murray could have done that job uh, I think he's too slow
0: but I think Mario was the perfect man to come in with twenty minutes to go.
1: Oh yeah, he sees it out and slows. It, but that's the perfect thing—he's slowing down the play. He's get—he's kind of managing the forwards, if you want. They're leading, leading the forwards mm-hmm. to kind of you know manage the game, which is fine. But to go and win a game from the outset, I I I think Gibson Park was definitely the right decision there.
0: Yeah, um, and It was uh, like he was on rocket fuel. Yeah, no, he no he did like you couldn't you couldn't slay anyone. I don't think so. Yeah, look, it's it's definitely James
1: pr- Lowe, incredible. D as he said in the interview after yeah, call us all bollocks all you bollocks is criticising my D
0: yeah ah um, oh, okay, look you're happy to see anyone do well and I was sure you don't you don't sit down to, to lambast someone for the crack like if they're wearing a green shirt you generally won't see them all do well like there's no one
1: yeah I think we just, did call for Andy Farrell's head though to be fair no, I no. A, I did, I a few no, texts I, about that
0: I think it, was, it was, pr- was there was someone on the panel that was constantly asking the question is there any pressure is there any chance he goes I think I think, it was I think they person. asked the
1: same question about Jürgen Klopp about a few months ago. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah very, very strange supporter you are. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I think we've, t- we've talked enough about the rugby. It was just one of those days, I think, for for an Irish fan. But not to be outdone, we're doing, like, let's not lose the of ourselves. It is Luxembourg and it is a nil-all draw, but the two very promising results from the, the national football team as well. So,
1: yeah, but I suppose up until the win in Luxembourg, and even to this day at the moment, it seems that the board at the FAI still seem to be uh, in split. Not, I wouldn't quite say 50-50, but maybe 60-40 of um given Stephen Kenny a new contract, who's obviously up for talks at the end of November. Um, I think if, if if you break down the Portugal game, I was having a look at it uh, the other day, looking back just on, on some of the stats. Um, and if I can find what I type or what I printed there. One second. Yeah, so if you look back at that, like we had, we matched Portugal twelve shots for twelve, which is incredible. On target two and three, It's fair enough. Possession fourth nine 51. so you're, you're leveling out on possession. We had thirty passes less than them. Uh, our pass accuracy at 80% and theirs at 81. Like significant jump up on, on, on some stats, like really, really significant. Um The I wonder had Steven had a little bit more security in the contract, would he have thrown another attacker on the pitch in that last ten minutes with the red card? Um the way it is, you probably had to. We probably had to settle for the draw. Um,
0: yeah, look, that suppose, was just one thing that played in my mind after. I suppose a lot of people come out and said like Portugal not to play for, but like ultimately that draw has kind of caused Portugal. They finished the group, yeah. So. They did have did have something to play for anyway. Look, I just look. It has improved. It's and regardless, but yeah, you have to be honest sometimes and say like, when you look at where the Irish players are playing, as in clubs wise, mm. we're at we're at kind of our, our level as such. Like you know, what I mean, like it, it's slightly above what I would say our level is. If if we're being painfully honest, like, so we yeah, is doing well, a good job. It's just. I suppose he didn't get off on the right foot. The, the incident in Wembley. The kind of. Damien Duff walking out. Like there's just there's been a, f- it was a ropey start. I suppose is the easy way to put it. Covid didn't help. The Duff walking out thing seems
1: to have either united the squad more or it's mm. worked in, in the favour of the squad anyway for whatever reason. Obviously Ant- um, Anthony from Chelsea going in there. I can't remember his surname. Um, but he seems to be a top quality coach, and from what I've seen, he obviously is taking a lot of sessions. And like, it's a Champions League winning head coach. Mm. Um, they don't won the Champions League last season, and looks like, you know, might go and get the Premier League this season. They're very, very close to it. So you can't like that's incredible. Like, but it it really is. I suppose from here on out. We have to aim to win the Nations League, or Do as well as possible in it. Uh, mm. Obviously, win the group will be fantastic. Um, I think that has to be his next goal. And, and just as you say about the level, like I, th- I think five years from now, when we have players there that are are, are kind of um coming to their peak, with a lot of players there that are very young. I think a lot more of our players will be playing on the continent at much higher levels. Yeah. That's <coughs> the rumors hope I'm hearing, for. yeah, That's the rumors hope. I'm hearing is that Bazunu could be off to Ajax in January. Um, nice there's a bid. From. Um, apparently coming in for him at City with a, a big buyback um, and then you look across the board you look at Jason Knight at Derby County who we've just obviously spoken about he's an incredible player Derby have now got another points deduction which has left him pretty much relegated he would have to be I would think has to be looking for a starting role next in a lower Premier League team top championship team if you're looking Norwich might be a good move with, with Dean Smith going in there Obviously, they got Billy Gilmore on loan from Chelsea, so it would kind of be. A, I would have thought it straight swap, but Knight would have to start. Yeah. And um, whereas Gilmore's not getting in, obviously, uh, he might under Dean Smith, but um, I would like that. You would imagine if Norwich go down, they will bounce straight back up. Um, you'd
0: imagine so, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty. Much is, one thought. of these days, though, they're not going to bounce back up
1: though. Yeah, one of these days. Yeah, so yeah, you'd, you'd hope for the right moves. Um, I've seen a few people saying, "What do you got to sell?" I think that I personally think that's even a downgrade from Derby, to be honest. Um. Her. but if you look at the players across like even even Cullen Josh Cullen was a serious he's been done a serious shift the last two international breaks and he's playing a top, like he's playing for the Belgian champions like you know you know, and, and people overlook that they're Champions League squad every single season pretty much and yeah, yeah. um, so the whole thing of the, the I say the public the the rainy day fan saying oh we don't have the players I think we do I just think we've no, no, because I'm... of Brexit and because of our past with British teams and English teams I think some of them have
0: got and I was not not a fair crack at a whip I didn't mean it in that in that respect no no I know yeah, but I mean yeah. in terms of where the players are now if mm. that makes sense in terms of their development and their career
1: if there's not players getting big moves and contracts out of this I'd be shocked mm. yeah. I'd be very shocked like Andrew Dele. he's probably start for Norwich for the rest of the season rough give or take a couple of games you know, you've got Cuivin and Bazunu. a fight for a number one shirt is probably going to be, I don't know, anywhere in the world, apart from Brazil, that has a better goalkeeper for battle. <laughs> well, two, uh, I, what I mean by that is two keepers of a pretty similar... Yeah, level.
0: well, I don't think Kevin Gallagher is going to get a look because he's not playing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I no, think right, yeah. his, his international career is under, like, I don't mean pressure, but <clears> right now he might... I'm I think sure. the
1: only thing I think that is going in Keller's favour is that he will probably be Liverpool's number one after Becker whereas Bizzuno probably won't ever play number one at City That's I, what I, t- I assume that's why he's been linked so if, if if this link or this goes through to Ajax that could be the best thing ever for Bizzuno because you will mm. imagine that's him set for the rest of the international career if he plays for Ajax every week yeah. I don't see why a team would come in and take a keeper like him and not play him so yeah um, strikers are still probably an issue. Robinson, don't get me wrong, he's good. CR7. But I don't. cr Seven's a great player. I don't know if he's the type of player that's going to get you three goals a game or two goals a game. But I think it's going to
0: be. I don't. I don't think we're it... ever going to be though, like.
1: Well, yeah, true. Yeah, but I, I'd like to see another option. Yeah. Collins, Adamida. I don't think so. He's average for at that level. I think he's, mm-hmm. he'll do a job, but he's not a superstar. Um, so I, I'd love to see someone else come through you'd love to see Troy Parrott in the next 18 months take off but he doesn't, doesn't he's seem doing well but it's at league one level so
0: yeah it just seems to be kind of fluttering a bit um, but yeah look we're onwards and upwards I think yeah I think, I think we'll park it there for all the non Irish listeners because I think there's, if they haven't tuned off now they're definitely debating it um, especially uh, my fan club in Miami
1: thanks for the mug lad
0: <laughs> the fictitious fan club um, anyway so this was the next point uh, moving stateside Uh big 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 free agent signing um, yes. the all in LA Rams who actually are 0 and two since posting that meme but uh will Odell work in LA
1: before you elaborate i'm going to give you my my initial theory on it. i you as you know i'm a avid odell fan but it's more off the pitch the youtube videos the whatever else right which you know it, it's all part of what you're paying for but Odell, to me, going to LA is kind of like hunky-dories versus okie-dokies. Like, he looks the part. He probably has a a great name, right? But he just doesn't have the substance. So, for me, Odell is okie-dokies.
0: He's kind of... uh, I don't think I've ever heard of anyone from South of Dublin admitting that they shop in Niddle. Yeah, for all our
1: fans around the world and the Miami fan club, obviously... (laughs) okie-dokies is an underrated version of a of a potato chip premium premium premium, premium product yeah export yeah. so um, he's not quite the premium product I, I think he's got he's got the name he's got the you know the look he's got everything but he just doesn't have it over the white line over the white wash
0: here's here's where I stand in the whole Odell thing and I don't know if this is going to actually answer the question I posed but here's where I stand Odell wasn't signed to be the number one or the number two receiver he was signed to be the number three receiver. And then Robert Woods did his ACL the very next that day. That day, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. That day or the very next day. So, Odell, like the way LA play, it's very much in between the lines. So, Cooper Cup and, and um, Woods, they, they play in between the hash marks, they play in between the lines. Odell is that out and out speedster. So, it's a very different style of play. Now, you have the arm in Matt Stafford, so you can do it. So, yeah, like, I wouldn't judge the San Francisco game. Bearing in mind, it was done on the Thursday, Friday, and he played on the Monday. It's, it's very difficult to come in and learn an offense in that time frame. So, I think it will improve. I think if you look at their records, they're 7-3. and three. So, they're four in the NFC. They're second in their division, they're behind obviously the Arizona Cardinals. We've talked at length ad nauseum this season about the NFC West. Yeah. It's an incredible division. Now look, the Seahawks haven't done much this season, so you can rule them out this year. But I think if Odell's going to be a success, and bear in mind they've also brought in Von Miller, they've they're just they're just all in. It depends on how they finish up. You see, Arizona Cardinals have lost the last the last two, of the last three games, they've had um, obviously Kylo Murray and the hop out injured. If LA can jump Arizona in the NFC West and secure a home run through the playoffs, I reckon they'll still be very dangerous. If they can't jump Arizona, if Kyler Murray gets back and Arizona keep on the trajectory, I struggle to see LA making the NFC Championship game going on the road I think if they go to Green Bay they're susceptible again like they were last year Arizona look that probably is a kind toss to be fair because it's a divisional matchup pains me to say it if they don't have a collapse between there in the end of the season Dallas looked dangerous if they had to go and play Tampa Tom in- we weren't having a good time in time, who aren't having a good time. But if they had to, if if you have to go and play Tom in the playoffs, it's a different story. Do you know what I mean? So, to me, if Odell is going to be a success, it's going to depend on the next how many games left? One, two, three, four, five, six games left. Seven games left. Of which they play the Green Bay Packers this weekend. Jaguars, you'd say that's a fuck. It, that's a win. And then they play the Cardinals, the Seahawks, the Vikings, the Ravens. and the, for, was the, the Packers game at? The Packers game, it will be be East Coast. So it's going to be... Oh, West Coast, sorry. So it's going to be 9, half 9, 9 o'clock. That, that late window kickoff. Yeah, that's be, the one to tune in for. It's the one to tune in for. um, with, with COVID. COVID Rogers and... OBJ. So... That's for yeah, me, like, but, yeah, yeah. It Do you
1: think, it goes back to a age-old argument about, you know, players choosing, you know, when they're coming from Spain or Germany, choosing clubs in London um, as opposed to in the Northwest. It, is, do you think that has an effect on players in the NFL? Like, do you think Odell could possibly thrive because he's in LA and his lifestyle is that much different?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, they've talked about it for years in places like Green Bay, that it's, it's incredibly hard to attract free agents, and you got to bear in mind Green Bay has had Brett Favre straight mm-hmm. into Aaron Rodgers, so they've had like look that you can argue the the toss, but they're definitely like top 30, two top 40 quarterbacks of all time back to back. In so like they should have had no issue attracting superstars. Buffalo, as well, is another nightmare for free agents. Like, free agents do want to go to the big cities because it's a it's a short season so what are you going to do for the other six months of the year um
1: but is that not a, more of a point to go to these places because it is only a short season so go to green bay do your six seven months and then back you, you go to la or miami or wherever
0: you, you would think but it's oh but is, there's obviously more to that as well like there's so much preseason season otas it, it's a short like mm. regular season but you do end They're up crazy running.
1: yeah the crazy thing for me looking when I was just reading up on Odell like he's now twenty nine and has been in the NFL for eight years. That's really hard to believe. It's a it's, long it seems time ago like a career short like it just seems like that's flown by us. Well, and he see, hasn't really done a whole lot. No, you see, he's you, he's maybe nine catches on YouTube videos, but I I mean
0: Yeah. Um what you've got to bear in mind as well is that catch which was January two thousand fifteen, so that's this Six January. Years, this January, it's seven years. So, in like, yeah, yeah, two and a half months. It's it's now, and what everyone forgets about that catch is, it came in a game where they were smacked. Like the Cowboys yeah. hammered them. So that catch though was one of those moments that, if you're not an NFL fan, you've seen it. Yes. So everyone knows it, and look, it probably did attract. Given when it was 2015, and given how, how more popular American football it seemed to got in these this part of the world, probably it was a, it came at a time where there was a new there was a number of new fans coming to the sport from say a Ireland and England perspective. So I think if you remember around that time, David Beckham met Odell Beckham,
1: and I think that brought a lot watching. Even though we we spoke about it before those um kind of seven eight second clips that that's what sport is now to some kids but like that brought probably brought a lot of people on because just because he's the same name and had a bit of flair about him.
0: absolutely and and look he is a flash guy he is but but like he was he was good in New York he just for me he just hasn't been since yeah so yeah look I I, I hope I hope for his talent's sake. He does hit in LA, but I think we may need to readjust our expectations for Odell as to what he can be. If he's going to succeed anywhere, that lineup in Los Angeles is phenomenal. So,
1: oh, this is it This is this, this now is never from. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If if he doesn't do well here, he's probably playing arena football in Canada. He's probably I don't
0: know. he's probably going with Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, if we at the door. So. Yeah, but I'll look, just
1: never get me out of
0: here next Christmas. Now look, it's it's a shame we don't have the bottom feeder Atley here because he'd be screaming how he's now with the best quarterback in the NFL and stuff like that. So I'll still probably buy his jersey. It's a nice jersey, to be fair. And but look, number three as well. Um, right. So we to back that one there, and the, the last I suppose topic in the main segment this week. The Golden State Warriors for real. Uh huh. Uh huh.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. Just as you say that, um, I obviously have ESPN on the background. I just see the, the Lakers and Boston. Are Friday, it's Friday is the Friday night game, but um, yeah. The, no, the Warriors are they're back. They're, they're back. back. They're back, back. They're back. Um. Yeah. uh Steve Kerr is unbelievable. Um, I love him. Uh, I can't wait when him. he releases a book in twenty years. I love him it'll be my buyable. Um Steph Curry is a very, very likable character to everyone, I think. Um they're doing it all without Clay Thompson and James Wiseman. Um and they're on they're on if you, if they're to keep going already, they're going they're on for a 70 win pace. Like that's mm-hmm. what they're at at the moment. Um and they absolutely stomped all over Brooklyn which I love. Um <laughs> i just don't like the nets if it like nets. put it this way if i was going to new york i would go and watch the nets because i'd love to go and see them lose i don't the knicks doesn't go scream out and be going oh come see me other than it's in oh, msg but
0: it's in the gardens um yeah but, the knicks would scream to me i've been there it's it's wrong. um not for a game run i've just i've been to the gardens couldn't afford knicks tickets they're extortionate. yeah crazy. and the nets are
1: very very cheap but really um amazing. Also the nets, I don't know if you've seen the game, but the the court is now different. Remember they had black, they had a black kind of mm. court, um with the kind of greyish parquet floor. Well now it's blue. It's a blue surround. It matches their city jersey with a red nets in the centre. I don't know if you've seen the game, but um yeah. look
0: look, look no, on, I'm not a fan. On on the uh the, the spine, this and this is what's different for me for the for the Golden State Warriors. Like bar the years with Durant and maybe even when Durant was with uh Draymond Green, they they were they were kind of a nice team, as in like the Splash Brothers and they weren't heated or anything like that and they were just they were just winning games, but they're stepping on people's throats this year. Like they're like you look at some of the scores, like obviously Charlotte, one hundred and fourteen to ninety two, played the Pelicans, one hundred and twenty six to eighty five, played Houston, hundred and twenty to one hundred and seven. They're not letting off they're not taking the foot off the pedal. Like they're they're nope. they're out to do damage, and it's it's a it's a different mantra from the Golden State this year. Which look, it's again, it's all injuries, and it's all like what happens when Clay comes back. How good is Clay? It's interesting. Like what I did, like is. I think it was Friday uh, Wednesday maybe no lost me days anyway I think it was mm, Sunday maybe actually the victory over Chicago they beat the Brakes off Chicago and Steph stayed out until the game was over he didn't come out with two minutes to go when they knew the game was won he stayed in they were kind of sending a message to Chicago who are obviously again are, are kind of upstarts this year as well yeah. So it was like, no, we're back. Um, you can have what you want in Chicago, but if you that would be the... some finals, wouldn't it? The Warriors, yeah. and the Bulls. Yeah. Um, nice surges to... from them both. Like, nice to see. Um, my uh, prediction of sides to fall in the East is is coming true. With Washington top of the East. <laughs> Um, so I don't know it's great it's also
1: great to see my prediction of Lonzo Ball absolutely MVP in it he's not going to be MVP but he's he's having a any better season
0: that is an interesting thing I will will be willing to discuss who's going to be the better player between the two balls between the two balls
1: it's like the Odell thing isn't it like Lonzo Ball could potentially be your Aaron Rodgers type player whereas whereas sorry not Lonzo uh, yeah Lonzo Ball could be your your Orange, orange and Melo is probably your Odell Beckham like he he's a flair player and he might do it for a season or two but then it's when when push comes to shove he has nothing to lose at the Hornets you see absolutely nothing to lose no he can go out and, and put on a show every game but we see if he was at a Warriors or a a Lakers or something like that he, he, there's a lot on the line there So as Lonzo found out
0: so I actually think Lonzo Ball is in the best fit, as in like he's not a number one player. As in like I don't don't, let me let me explain it. So he's a facilitator. He's not a scorer. He's a traditional point guard. It's very much what actually Boston are kind of missing. I was Um, just gonna say yeah, just a traditional point guard, a floor general. He's in a situation now where Zach Levine and Demar Derozan are the 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 two top point getters. But he's now as well averaging, I think it's 42% from beyond the arc. So it's like, well, how is his three-point sh- shot got so much better? And it's because because he's not been double-teamed. And he's getting good shot selection beyond the arc. So yeah, I just think he's in the perfect position. And if I were to tell you that Lonzo Ball was the number one draft picked in 2017, and I asked you to guess his age, how old would you say he is?
1: I think he looks a lot older than he is. I'm gonna say, currently he is 22.
0: 24, 24. Um, still very young. Still yeah. very young. He's still he's becoming a man. Still like right? he's oh, 25. he's got
1: 10 years in the game at least. Oh, yeah, the if way that, he plays as well. Plus but.
0: that. Yeah. Um.
1: After a significant, what's he been? Four years.
0: 2017 is yeah four years for this yeah, is his fifth season. You might say that, maybe. Just yeah.
1: coming back to uh, the Warriors and Steph though, I I love Keir, like Steve Kerr if you see last season coming up to that kind of playoff time of year, he actually increased Steph's playing time to get more points on the board, and and basically he seemed to put me in the last quarter of the season or third of the season to get more threes. He's like I know that's his j- pretty much his job anyway, but like. As you said earlier on, it's it's when a man's down, you put his foot in his neck, and
0: you know. Oh, I know, but like, look, it's an eighty-two regular season game. Yeah, it's a long. It's it. a long grind. Like I understand the logic behind. This game's over. Let's take our stars.
1: Yeah, but they absolutely do, don't do that, do they? Like, no. Uh, it's
0: kind of like, and I know
1: he said that in an interview, and he's like, you know, he bases not base himself, but he learns a lot from Jurgen Klopp. And you look at Jurgen Klopp. And did you, he say the front that? three... Yeah, he had a big, all this respect for, we'll have, we'll have to get it on the on the Instagram page, but um, yeah, he, he put it a lot down to, you know, that he loved his, you know, the way Klopp went on and how he acted. And then I think you might have met him during the summertime possibly as well. But um, you, you can see comparables if you in an odd way between say the Liverpool front three and the way Kerr's cares doing things. It gets hell for a letter.
0: Yeah. Well, I heard someone give me a good comparison once about why James Harden and Mohamed Salah were the same players in different sports. Um, will oh, see if I can find geez. that sentence. Very good. It's, a, it's It makes a lot of sense. It's one of those typhoon ones. Very good. Is it? Because
1: uh, yeah? I never see Mo Salah in a strip club, but uh, whatever.
0: I was on on the pitch or on the court, mate. Um, <laughs> I'm not bringing relations into it. Hey,
1: the things you do off the court make yeah. it happen on the court.
0: Once you don't get caught. Um. Yeah, I think anything else side in terms of best ones like that. We kind of.
1: What do you, do you think? What, now that we're kind of what are we maybe six weeks after we did that episode on on our thoughts roughly what do you think now have you changed your mind on, on no. kind of your playoff hopefuls or your the finals
0: no I, I like the Lakers are a bit of a mess this right now yeah. but LeBron's out like um, I I'd always go with a mantra like that until the all-star break don't make any wild decisions well like obviously there's certain things you can be like okay they're one and 14 so yeah it's safe to like it's safe to say that orlando may not make the playoffs i'm, I'm happy enough with that and detroit probably won't make the playoffs but like milwaukee are still 11th You so know, if you look at like let's just run to the eastern conference right now and if i told you this was like what are we now 15 16 games in so it's, it's washington brooklyn chicago miami charlotte cleveland I didn't say cleveland there at all New York, Philadelphia, Boston, Toronto, Milwaukee, Atlanta, who had a great off-season last year. You'd be like, Phew. like Indiana, Detroit, Orlando. Yeah, look, you could, see, you could see that happening. And in the West, Golden State, look, yeah, look, they are a bit of a surprise package, but you still, it's Golden State. It's Steph. <coughs> New Clay was coming back. It's Steve Kerr. Do you know, Phoenix, yeah, they won the finals last year. Utah Jazz, they're notoriously good in the regular season. Dallas, Luka, yeah, Clippers, Denver, Portland, Lakers, Memphis, Oklahoma, Sacramento, everyone else then, Minnesota, San Antonio, New Orleans, Houston, they're kind of as to be expected, so the West is pretty much starting to shape up as normal, as as we kind of would have predicted, the East is, is the big mover, but yeah, interesting, interesting anyway. Put it that way. Can Cleveland... The Warriors
1: Bulls final will be serious though.
0: Yeah. Um it's probably unlikely to happen in year one for the Bulls. Be happy be confident I'm saying that. I think it just is year one and year two maybe they might be more dangerous. But you look at I'm sure Kyrie with all the money he has is gonna get a fake vaccine card. Like it's not it's they're not that expensive. Uh, and you, and would see change in there.
1: Not really. I'm really, as you know, I'm really disappointed in the Celtics. And the problem is, from what I've seen, I don't see them turning it around. They just don't have the magic sauce. The magic sauce. Um, don't see where it comes from. And it fears me because I would hate to see Tatum leave and go somewhere else to get his plaudits. I don't um, he's but I think the problem is Tatum as well. So it's 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 one of those like. If Tatum goes, they play more as a team. If Tatum leaves, he'll probably win something somewhere else.
0: Fair. Um, but Look, it's, it's one of the most storied franchises in world sport, not just American sports. So, they'll be okay, mate. Don't worry. Relax. Chill out. Don't lose your shit. Keep it together. Come on. You'll be okay. Yeah, at least you're not going to trade for Ben Simmons. Well. <laughs> oh, look, that could still happen. But look, I suppose we we'll leave it there. Look, again, it is kind of a quick, short episode this week. We just wanted to, to get something out because we had missed this week. So, this week's Have You Seen This? in partnership with USA Sports, Dakota, uk? It, it's a bit of a dark one, but look, we'll bring it to you nonetheless. So, we actually came across this article on Off The Ball, I think it was, they posted it last I night. I believe so. Um, So, it's the story of Peng Shui. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. So, it's, that was that was magnificent. Congratulations, world number one hundred and ninety one female tennis player. So she's not been seen since making an allegation of sexual assault against former Chinese vice premier on November second via Weibo, which is Chinese social media because they don't get the same ones we do. And um, so I think Weibo is Chinese for Bebo. Um, but I haven't been missing for. 16 days and um, this statement was released last night on our social media i'll read it out aloud and see how it reads um hello everyone this is peng shui regarding the recent news released on the official website of the wta the consent has not been confirmed or verified by myself and it was released without my consent The news in that release, including the allegation of sexual assault, is not true. I'm not missing, nor am I unsafe. I've just been resting at home and everything is fine. Thank you again for caring about me. If the WTA publishes any more news about me, please verify it with me and release it with my consent. As a professional tennis player, I thank you all for your companionship and consideration. I hope to promote Chinese tennis with you all if I have the chance in the future. I hope Chinese tennis will become better and better. Once again, thanks for your consideration. Signed, definitely Peng Shui. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say, folks, um, but I do pray for the well-being of Peng Shui um, because it's not a good read. The initial tweet or post to Weibo was deleted approximately 27 minutes after it was posted and since then she has not been seen or heard from since so yeah it's a strange, one. I don't know if you know do you know about
1: the situation leading up to it about um, the former vice premier uh, Zhang Goli, um ruling the communist party so basically they had a around a round of tennis together three years ago and uh zhang's wife guarded the door while zhang um, i suppose re- repeatedly um i'm trying to think what's the correct word let's just say force himself repeat, upon her let's just call it, what it yeah is. pretty much pretty much um and she refused repeatedly refused so and, and that's where it, this all stems from um i suppose um so yeah, as you said, it, it is quite dark. It'll probably be a Netflix series in eighteen months when we have our next lockdown. Um, uh, Tiger
0: King Two is back though, so like we're good.
1: Yeah, Tiger King Two's back, and, um, yeah, yeah, and, and Pippin has a book. So
0: look. Now Pippin, um, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the meme. It's good doing around. It's like I don't know if you've seen what Pippin looks like now. He's got like. Like mini dreads and mini cornrows and stuff. And oh, He looks like he a pic- looks like a right trollop. There's a picture of him and it's like Kyrie in 30 years time telling us that LeBron was never the GOAT. <laughs> it's brilliant. Uh,
1: now, like, yeah, we, we digress, but the, the, some of the stuff that's come out from that Pippen book is... I don't, I, I don't know who to believe anymore. I don't know who to believe.
0: Uh, look, it, it's very interesting, the timing of...
1: Oh, it's great from him. It's great.
0: No, I mean sure. it's in the timing of the last dance. I did say the time, yeah, like yeah. it was. It was to it was to be released, and obviously it got it got released a little bit earlier because of COVID and stuff like that. But it was to be released in, in the run into the playoffs, just before. And it, as it turned out, it did happen. LeBron won his fourth NBA title with his third franchise, and it was in his 18th year. I think it was, and it was just like mm. it was it was well timed, um, and it's not. Just Scottie Pippen, who's had issues with what was said in the documentary. A number this is very
1: people. true. This is very, so, very true. Yeah, I, I know there was a book as well. Who was the other guy that had the book last year? There was one just after last dance. Who else was in that Bulls team? Uh,
0: Robin, Nathaniel not Armstrong. No, next. Steve Kerr.
1: Next. Uh, oh, what's your man?
0: Horace oh, Grant. No. Good lord, I could be here all day. Like was he decent? Like, or was it, Am I gonna yeah, say? Yeah, no, he was decent. He's well known. Paxman. No. Oh, good lord! Um, it's gonna be a guarantee. It's gonna be like, <laughs> so, someone absolutely terrible. But was was it someone on the original?
1: Well, he wore glasses, I think, didn't he? Horace Grant. No. Look, no, we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna get it here and now.
0: But yeah. More books. So, but I, I want you to, I want you to find out who that person is because I believe it to be Horace Grant. No, it's not. Is it this guy? Oh, I can't. I can't. see that.
1: Is it, you, I'm you trying to think. The one in the, the fell... last dance. I'm pretty sure.
0: Just type in Horace Grant. and Tell me if it's Horace Grant.
1: You it's not many... Horace. <laughs> Just... <laughs> it was Horace Grant. Horace Grant didn't told you it was Horace Grant. Just... Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley had a book. I know he, Philadelphia I know yeah yeah he but he's in The Last Dance and he wrote a book after The Last Dance which basically talks a lot about The Last Dance so um, and when, and the run ins with Jordan when
0: did when did Chuck wear glasses
1: <laughs> maybe he didn't maybe he didn't yeah. but anyway it was Charles Barkley yeah
0: yeah okay right look I think we've uh, disappointed our listenership massively. Long, long massively.
1: enough. Long enough.
0: Um, and to apologize to my Miami contingent. Look, we'll be back next week, hopefully back with our full compliment at our regular time. And there may be additional shows coming. Um just put it in the in the back corner. Um But that's all for me.
1: And that's all for me.
0: Thank you and good night.